0: It's Tuesday, July 31st, 2018. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Bogota, Colombia. Well, recently on Thursday, May 10th of 2018, Lifeline staff had the opportunity to participate in the Christian Alliance for Orphans Summit, which was held in Dallas, Texas at Stonebriar Community. Church, and one of the opportunities we had was to invite Pastor Raphael from Uganda to be able to preach one night on Thursday night uh, to the attendees, over 2,000 people at the Christian Alliance for Orphans Summit. And so we thought you would have the great opportunity and privilege to be able to hear Pastor Raphael deliver a moving sermon the night of Thursday, May 10th, to the participants of the Christian Alliance for Orphans. He's the pastor of King Jesus Church. They know how to name churches in Uganda. King Jesus Church. Come on, in Busega, Uganda. Uh, it's, it's a prominent Muslim community. Friends and family here at Kefo, please help me welcome Rafael Kajubi. Come on up, buddy.
1: Okay. Thank you so much. You so much. Uh, my name is Rafael Kajubi. And I'm coming from Busega in Uganda. This is my first time to attend uh, Kefal. But I've uh, deeply been encouraged to see uh, what God is doing uh, across the world. I've been very encouraged to attend small groups in different rooms. And uh, the only thing is I was seated there yesterday and they kept announcing, how many are coming from Texas? Everyone was going, yeah! How many are coming from these different states? And everyone was going, yeah. And I waited for him to talk about, how many are coming from Uganda? He didn't do that. So, (laughs) For the next few minutes, I wanted to share with us what I have seen God is doing in Uganda, which is pretty much the same story. What God is doing in the rest of your different places where you're coming from. For us in Uganda, where it all started from, 19 should have been 1998, I was uh, just joining the university, and my big brother, who is also a pastor in Kampala, told me that he deeply believed that uh, he, we, he needed to plant a church in this suburb in Kampala and wanted me to, to join him. I just given my life to the Lord, so I dearly joined him with all my heart, and uh, we planted this church, Streams of Life Church, in this suburb in Kampala. After doing that, my brother was admitted to come and study here in Dallas, in Dallas Theological Seminary. I remained in the church, pastoring that church. Two, three years later, he comes back from Dallas here and comes with a group of Americans. Um, But they were a little bit different. (laughs) Their goal was, and the campaign my brother came with, is that I think this is a great avenue for us to save Africa. And the avenue was to go city after city, doing big events, big crusades. Some of the crusades would be having about 100,000 people on one single night. Did that for about eight years. But have you ever done something and after eight years you're wondering, what exactly are we doing? (laughs) That's exactly what happened to me because uh, in in the event, not that events are bad, but in the midst of doing those things, these three questions kept coming to my heart. Number one, where is the community? Number two, I kept asking, after this stage and lights and uh, big cameras are taken back to America, what is remaining in these communities? The third thing always that came to my heart is that, okay, the Americans have gone back. How can this thing be multiplied, which of our people that are remaining in these cities, who of them can carry on the same thing? How can this be multi, 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 multiplied in our cities? In the, when I didn't have answers to that, I began to search out for a, a depth of conviction in my heart to want to see, number one, communities that are built, and if we say we are proclaiming Jesus, not only do we proclaim him to the communities, but I wanted to see him lived out day to day. Number two, I wanted to be a part of a, a church where and, and, and a faith family where some communities are discipled and people are impacted, indigenous people, and they are being released to do what they need to do for their community. In the search for something like that, uh, and wondering where do we plant this?" that is when King Fahad, which is a major Saudi Arabia funding agency, announced that they were coming to this com- impoverished community in Kampala called Busega and uh, the statistics has it that everywhere they have gone especially in impoverished setting they have reversed the statistics of Christians and I knew in my heart of hearts that if they do that in Busega gone, that one is uh, they're going to do it I asked Alan, my wife I said if she was okay we, if we could go if King Fahad plant themselves right here let's plant King Jesus right next to King Fahad. My family and all my friends thought I was insane. <laughs> but that's exactly what, what we did eight, nine years ago. Immediately after doing that, a friend of mine out of Birmingham wrote to me and said, Happy Noel, the president of Lifeline, who now is a, the dearest friend of mine, not back then. Dearest friend of mine, who is like a, a my real brother from another mother. This woman told me, Habi Noel is coming to Kampala, and if I had time to meet him. But in my mind, I'm going, Busega does not need any American. Busega does not need any events. Busega does not need any of these lights. Busega needs real people who can live with these real people, and this demonstrate who Jesus is, and how he can play out in in real life. So meeting Habi, I was very hesitant, I was very indifferent, and I was determined that I meet him. We finish the meeting, we say goodbye, and he comes back to America, and I remain in Busega. So meet him with that attitude, but the question he asked me is what I want to ask members of K4 and all of us that want to make a difference in our world for Jesus. Habi asked me, Raphael, what is in your heart, and what is in the heart of King Jesus Church that for us as Lifeline Children's Services can come alongside to encourage At that time, King Jesus had known four deaf children in our community that were treated less than your dogs here in America. One of them was a boy called Mutevi, who is a son of a notorious witch doctor in our community. That boy, even I told Habi, can we go to this home? So we went to Mutevi's home, and this guy could not even be allowed to come in a place where we sat. He crawled like a dog, Another, and the other three others, I don't have enough time I can see here, my time is almost gone. The other three was the same stories. But one of them was a girl called Angela. Just because she was at the age with my first daughter, right now is about the same age Angela was at that time. But Angela, because she was born deaf and dumb, they didn't know what, the family didn't know what to do with her, and they would leave her in the house, and bad boys would sneak into the house. I don't know if there are, are children here. I don't want to give all the details. Bad boys would sneak into the house and use her. She ended up becoming pregnant. When she produced Precious, Precious came out of the body, and she also didn't have eyes, and she was blind. I mean, it was the saddest story I've been in ministry almost all my lifetime, but that was a very sad day. I told Habi, if Lifeline could accept those kids, that would be the greatest thing that could ever happen to King Jesus Church. And Habi said, guide us. What can we do? Long story short, those kids came in. And this is what I've come to believe that I want to share with Kepha today. I've come to believe that every church, every ministry, God will give you something that, that, that becomes like the thrift of, of the message you ought to preach. For us at King Jesus Church, next, King Fahad, the God of King Fahad Allah, does not believe in useless, marginalized, run-down, beaten people. Our Jesus, on the contrary, he picks up beaten, run-down, useless things. lavishes his love upon them extravagantly in grace and mercy and afterwards, after he has done a work in them throws them back into their community as witnesses of the gospel. That's what you see when you come to the King King Jesus Church that's what you see in Busega to the testimony of God and the glory of God as we speak today we have an organization, a political organization like this uh, president's wife who has been here. We have an organization called Kampala City Council Authority. They just voted the work going on at the Busaka Community School for the Deaf and Blind, the number nine most significant work in that entire Rubaga division. <laughs> Jade and the KFO asked me, Raphael, what is the two most, my time is almost up, what is the two most must must be done? Number one, This is what I believe. After having worked with Lifeline the last eight years plus, this is what I believe must be done. I believe the local church ought to be championed. As we speak right now in Busega, nobody knows Lifeline Children's Services. Everybody knows King Jesus Church, a local church that loves its local people. I don't know whether you know The next president of uh, Rwanda has just closed about 6,000 churches, claiming that the churches are not relevant. What Lifeline has done with King Jesus Church does not promote a non-profit out of Birmingham, promotes a local church which ought to be the agent of the gospel right in its own community. God bless you, and God bless Kefo, and thank you so much for having me here. Well,
0: thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. For more information or connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel of you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again tomorrow for the Defender Podcast.